Hey guys, it's been a while since I recorded a podcast, so I'm excited to be able to talk to you again. Uh, yeah, it's been a hot minute, maybe three months, maybe more than that. I think maybe October I was trying to release something, ended up just not happening, times were too busy, or so I told myself, and now we're here. But we find ourselves in Advent, and you know what? I have been realizing the gift of people around me, um, <laughs> because they've been able to bring so much to light. Recently just talked to a really good friend of mine, um, someone who I've had on the show before and anticipate, or sorry, that's not the right word. I'm going to try and have him back on again. Uh, and you know what? There's just, yeah, there's a gift. And this is something that has been said uh, within the Inglings uh, group that I'm very fond of, you know, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and um, being the more noticeable members of that group. And there's just something about when uh, you would think that being with friends, you get a, a little bit less of each other, but it turns out that the opposite is true, that when you're around your friends, they bring out something in you that just kind of just lies there dormant until you talk with them, and yeah, it's just such a blessing being able to talk with him, and it's uh, it's been good, but one of the things, which is actually uh, from somebody else, was uh, this, this idea of really entering into the season of Advent. I'm really really bad about not celebrating specific holidays or specific seasons. And for this Advent, I was just kind of, I had no game plan. I just wasn't going to enter into it. I wasn't going to really celebrate as a season. You know, we, we were an ordinary time before this. And now we're in Advent. And I was just going to kind of go through the motions, try to be productive, do all the things I need to do. And... Yeah, not really celebrating the the time for what it is. And the beautiful thing that was mentioned to me was just like, yeah, this is like, how are you preparing for it? And what are you doing to enter into the season? So, yeah, this is kind of a late, late time to be talking about how to enter well into Advent. You know, at the time of recording this podcast, it's the 13th day within December. So we're pretty well within the Advent season right now. But yeah, it just it got me thinking, and I was like, okay, what what am I doing? And the answer was nothing. So I should probably do something. <laughs> and something that's beautiful is I've you know I listen to other podcasts, and one of them was a, a Carmelite podcast, and uh, something that struck me is just like this: this is their season, right? This is their whole mentality. The Advent season is the Carmelite way of life, where it's a, a silent anticipation. It's a it's a very uh, meditative and reflective season. And the one thing I do not allow myself to do is to slow down and just yeah, be with God in silence. I've completely eliminated that from my life with various things, all sorts of distractions, all sorts of distracting things. Um, so the thing that I'm doing this year uh, for the Advent season is trying to incorporate silence. I began it really, really zealously. 30 minutes. We're going to do 30 minutes. And then proceeded to not do that for the first, like, five days of Advent. So that wasn't a good challenge. Uh, so I reduced it. And I was like, okay, 15 or 10 minutes. Let's see if we can just fit 15 or 10 minutes of just silence into my life. And also doing that, but not so well. But it's it's better. It's better. Uh, I had some good, quiet time with God today. Had the beautiful uh, blessing of adoration, which 
in my current circumstance is rather hard to come by because the um, the church just it's like I live in a smaller town right now and there's one church and they don't always have adoration and I I always don't have time to go there because I work very long hours in my job so the fact that I could just walk in and be able to have adoration day was a very great blessing I haven't been in adoration in a long time um, so got my silence in that time and yeah it was very good um, there's something about it just being able to just just be and exist and behold your creator and not have to, to think of anything but just just be so that's my my thing that I'm doing for Advent um, yeah so yeah, be interested you know there is an email you can email the things that you're doing for myself or if you want me to talk about something you can always email me at the Catholic pleb at gmail.com uh, that just for your information there's there's another one that's Catholic plebs with an S at gmail.com and that's been just lost to time uh, that email was created and just I can't can't get access to it so <laughs> make sure if you do want to email me that you leave out the S and it's just Catholic pleb at gmail.com um, so today gonna be a shorter podcast um, I am gonna read from the Gospel of Mark and just share my reflections with you guys uh, yeah you know, this be wonderful if I could hear what you guys have to say. And if you want me to mention on the podcast, let me know and I can, can make that happen. But for today, we have Mark chapter 8, and I'm going to start at verse 11. So let's get into it. And the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, him being Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. But he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them. And getting into the boat again, he departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them and the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So they responded amongst themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? And Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves and the five, for the five thousand? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it you do not understand? So, the reason I wanted to share this with you guys, uh, because I, there's some very interesting things that were distinctive that had never really spoken out to me before. Uh, and it's weird, you know, you can read the Bible several times and then you read something like, Oh my gosh, has that, has that been there the entire time? How, how did I not see this? And for myself, in this story, it was, the the first part was, 
when the Pharisees, wow, they, they, they seek a sign from Jesus that he deeply sighs within his soul, which is something I've noticed. But the other thing is, what happens next? He moves away from them. He goes across the sea and leaves them, which is, uh, I mean, man. So the Pharisees, you know, uh, the, that bunch was uh, very much so uh, wanting to keep together the national heritage of Israel and they wanted to bring about the coming of the restoration of the kingdom of the Davidic kingdom. So they were very much so holding to the law, um, but not necessarily so much for God, but they, they were holding to the letter of the law, meaning that they were enforcing it, but they weren't enforcing it to do the things or to, to reach the ends of what the law was there for. So for instance, the Sabbath rest was actually a very important thing. Um, God presence for leaving Israel beforehand was heavily influenced by not keeping the Sabbath. And the new Messiah was not going to come in, due to the old prophecies until the Sabbath was once again restored and people were honoring God's holy day. So when enforcing the Sabbath, they were very strict. But this strictness misses the intention. Like Jesus says, um, you know, you know, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Meaning that, you know, you're not a slave to do nothing on the Sabbath. Like, it's not, you have to bend over backwards to do no work whatsoever. So to the point where there were particular sandals that had a bolt that went through them, and they were heavy. And you couldn't wear those bolted sandals because it was considered work to move your foot up and down. Now, the... <laughs> The reason we have the Sabbath, and it still exists today, is, is to break away from the world of slavery and constant uh, productivity, you could say. Constantly being productive, having to do something so that you can enter into worship for God. If you follow the Bible in your podcast, it's a very, very prominent theme that um, from the beginning of Exodus... The whole reason they're called away from their slave labor is to go into the desert to worship God. And that's the that's the origins, you could say, maybe the, the prototype of the Sabbath. But this group, they, they're not using for that. They're, they, they want to hold the letter of the law. They want to make sure that they enforce it, which is, you know, it's good, but then their hearts become hardened. And in their hardness of heart, they refuse to see Jesus for who he is. And so they test him. And they seek to thwart him. And when they come to Jesus in this particular time, he's so wearied by them that you get this um, this deep reflection of what Paul says, like, well, you, you, do not, you do not know how to pray. You know, it is the Holy Spirit who prays on your behalf with indiscernible groaning. And here you have something that's very similar, where it says that he groaned deeply inside of his soul. And the next action of Jesus is that he leaves them. So I thought that was just, uh, I don't know, it was very impactful for myself saying, and I was thinking to myself, okay, like, how many times am I, uh, am I testing God to where I cause him to sigh deeply within his soul? The other thing that was uh, very interesting to me when reading this was when he was, um, the reaction of the disciples uh, so Jesus feeds the 5,000, and then Jesus also feeds the 4,000. 
And afterwards, not only did he have a miracle, but the uh, the fragments left over from the bread exceeded what they initial what they initially had when they first began. And after these two miracles, the, the reaction of the disciples is to to fear, or at least as I as I see it here, like the first reaction is they look at themselves and they say, "Ah, he's saying these things because he knows we forgot the bread." And Jesus, you know, it's it's such a peculiar response. He says, "Why do you reason because you have no bread?" Do you not yet perceive nor understand? And then this part is what gets me. Is your heart still hardened? You know, I've always thought of hardness of heart as just, I don't know, maybe maybe obstinance towards God. Maybe that's a good way of thinking of, of how I previously thought of it. But it seems here that maybe hardness of heart is also just not trusting in the goodness of God. That if our uh, reaction is to Fear God and not trust in his goodness. Yeah, maybe that's a form of hardness of heart that whenever something happens, and you know, we're human beings, we're going to be wrong. But is our initial reaction to forget the goodness of who God is? I mean, the Bible the Bible's pretty clear on this, that you know, Jesus knows what we're made of. He knows that what man is in our condition. He understands that we're going to fall. But when we fall, do we let that become a divide between us and God, like Adam and Eve did? Do we not enter into reconciliation and back into the trust of God, where we see his goodness and we love him and we, we trust in him? Or do we allow ourselves to be brought into the same place of Adam and Eve? And the disciples, where they look at what they've done wrong, and they hold on to that so much that they can't perceive what God's trying to communicate to them in this moment. That he wants the uh, disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. It's not a chastisement against the disciples. It's it's a call to to not um, not to hold to the law so rigidly and so tightly that we forget God's goodness. And what does he do? Jesus says, do you not remember when I was with you? What happened with the feeding of the 5,000? What happened with the feeding of the 4,000? And they have to answer, like, okay, we had had 12 baskets, and then we had seven baskets. He's trying to show them, hey, look, you know, you begin as inadequate for the job that you have. And when you come to me, I will multiply what you have and you will have more than what you began with. Trust in my goodness. So friends, I I hope you, um, hope that helps you. Hope it's at least interesting. But yeah, uh, sorry that these podcasts are, you know, they're a little less frequent as they used to be. I will try to do better. Uh, could you use your prayers. I will pray for you in the moments where I can find the time in my day, and there's always time. So thank you. I uh, appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. If you do like this, please share. You know, it's a small podcast. be amazing if this could grow more so I could spend more time on it. Um, yeah, uh, click subscribe, 
like uh, subscribe either through the app. I also am on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe as well to that. And yeah, look forward to speaking with you guys again. It's fun to get back into the swing of things. Hopefully soon, and I think it will be soon, I'll have some guests, which are, you know, maybe some friends in of various and different stages in life. You know, they're, they're my friends I met in college, friends that I've met along the way, and I do have some some friends that are religious that I'd like to have on, so hopefully I can get them on soon. That'd be quite wonderful. But for now, it's been great talking with you guys, and I hope you have a blessed Advent week. <laughs>